This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's another beautiful day for baseball in Los Angeles. And baseball podcast. Josh Schaefer and Blake Harris cover everything Dodgers right here on Inside the Ravine. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another quick episode of Inside the Ravine. Josh Schaefer and Blake Harris with you as always. Uh, Blake, before we get going, how's, how you doing? It's going great. It's always nice when I don't have to worry about hosting, Josh, because I can kind of just sit back, let you take over, and then whenever I'm needed, then I have to step up. So I enjoyed the few episodes when uh, you get to take control. Nice, nice. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Um, So, you know, as we said on our last show, um, it was going to be like 24 to 48 hours time until we'd have more news. And one of the last things that we talked about was the qualifying offers extended to Trey Turner and Tyler Anderson. And uh, at least let's start with Tyler Anderson. Uh, not a huge surprise, I don't think, uh, for the two of us. We were hoping that he might accept it, but he did reject the Dodgers' uh, qualifying offer and instead will sign a three-year deal with the Angels. Yeah, I mean, so I think the deadline was 1 p.m. Pacific time. And, you know, we were kind of going back and forth on the last episode. We were kind of 50-50 on whether or not he would accept it or he would decline it. But what we knew was... At 1 o'clock, he'd be accepting or declining it, and we would know the decision. I don't think what anyone knew was that we would be learning that he'd be signing with another team. It was kind of just, I think there was like a tweet like 30 minutes before from John Morosi saying, Tyler Anderson is still undecided about the qualifying offer. So it's like, okay, so he's still weighing his options. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, it's Tyler Anderson has agreed to a deal. And you're thinking, okay, great. And you start reading it, and it says with Los Angeles. And then you see it's the Angels, and you're like, what? And... Yeah, so Tyler Anderson, he obviously declines the qualifying offer. I guess he doesn't have to move. I don't know what part of L.A. he currently resides in, but I would assume wherever he currently is, the family's not going to have to move, and he gets a three-year contract worth, I think, $39 million. So good for him for getting the money. We both said, like, no fault to him if he ends up chasing the back, but Dodgers apparently only wanted to give him two years. Angels came with three years, and they, uh, they lose Tyler Anderson, who was great last year. Yeah, and you know what? I can't understand the deal from not just both sides, but all three sides. You know, the Angels uh, sign him for three years, $39 million, um, And you look at it from an Angels perspective, you are signing a guy who was an all-star last year and was not just an all-star, but was the most consistent arm for the Dodgers all season outside of Julio Urias um, and was great in the postseason as well. Um, and you're getting him for a pretty reasonable number, I think. Um, so that's where you look at it from, you know, an angel's perspective from the Dodgers. Great. He was an all-star. He was terrific for you last season. You expect him to do the same thing, but also he's 32, I think 32, 33. Um, he hasn't had a year like this ever um, in his career. In fact, he, he really hasn't come anywhere close to being as good as he was this year, except for, I want to say like his first or second year in the league back in like 2016. Yeah. Um, 
and you want to bring him back, but maybe you don't want to give him as many years as he wanted. So yeah, if you know, if the Dodgers offer him two, I think that that's reasonable as well. Um, but then you look at it from a Tyler Anderson perspective, and I think this is a great deal for him. It's mm-hmm. a perfect amount of money. I think um, he's betting on himself to go out and do the three-year thing. Um, he didn't want the qualifying offer. He didn't want two years. He wanted three years. He wanted to lock himself in. He's betting on himself. Um, and he was an all-star last year. So I think it makes sense kind of from all three standpoints, Dodgers, Angels, and uh, and Tyler Anderson. But, you know, I've had some conversations with some Angels people the last couple of days um, since that news came out. And uh, they kind of echoed the same thing I did where, yeah, is it a team friendly? It's nothing. I wouldn't say it's incredibly team friendly, but it's not crazy. Um, but yeah, like it's a good player who was really good, but you know, given the fact that the angels kind of have a history of going out and signing players who don't really do a whole lot for them and then they go elsewhere and do other things. I understand why, you know, obviously that's not science. That's not math. It's not factual that that's going to happen again. Right. Um, but I understand why you might have that gut feeling that it's not going to work out, especially when you look at Tyler Anderson's past of not being as consistent as he was all last season. Yeah, like you said, Josh, I mean, this past year was, you know, by far the best season of his career, and I think he's been around for seven years, so it pretty much came out of nowhere, and if we're being honest with ourselves, if he would have accepted the qualifying offer, $20 million for Tyler Anderson is an overpay. I think him getting $13 million a year, that's fine with the Angels, and again, like you said, the Angel- he might go to the Angels, and he might not be as productive, maybe he's not part of this Mark Pryor pitching lab, and again, it was just an overall interesting situation, because again, you can make the case for either side for Tyler Anderson to go, but ultimately, like we talked about, he wanted to get the guaranteed three years at the end of the day and i, I talk about this i think if i were to sign a one-year deal for 20 million i'd be set for life so uh I'd, i would have been okay with that but yeah you can't fault a guy for saying oh i can get 40 million and again i think it's the fact that he didn't have to move i mean if the angels wouldn't have offered him three years like maybe maybe if it would have been like the pittsburgh pirates maybe if it would have been you know a team like the oakland a's that was offering a three-year deal I don't know if he necessarily takes it, but the fact that the Angels should be a competitive team, the fact that he's getting those years, $13 million a season is still fantastic. But overall, you know, I hate to see Tyler Anderson go, but I do think the Dodgers, this does open up their payroll a little more. It's $20 million that they're not going to have committed to a starting pitcher. And they do get a draft pick out of it that, you know, ultimately can help them down the line. Michael Bush, who we're going to talk about, you know, up now, I believe he was one of the Dodgers picks that they got by giving a guy a qualifying offer. They declined to sign it. So maybe it works out for the best. Uh, shout out to Tyler Anderson. He'll be missed. Uh, T.A., as the kids like to call him. My favorite moment, Josh, of Tyler Anderson will be that one game. Unfortunately, I missed this, which I'm upset about. It's when they were playing the Cubs, and I think it was like Ian Happ Happ when he was like coming to the plate. He pretty much just shoved him to the ground and like stared him down. Uh, That was awesome. I I missed that too. I saw that on Twitter the other day. I completely forgot that that happened because I didn't see it live. Um, But that's that was definitely a great moment too. Can I say one final Um, thing before we move on? It, the oh, fact yeah. that he's signing with the Angels, I don't know if you've seen this floating around Twitter, but it floated around last year numerous times whenever they faced the Angels. But there was this website, I don't know what the website was, but they are, they did an article last year saying, Angels dodge a bullet by not signing Tyler Anderson this offseason. And then he went on to you know have a fantastic season, shoved against the Angels, practically threw a no-hitter against them, and yeah. now he's with the Angels, so it all comes back full circle. And there you go. Now he's an Angel. Um, the other uh, player that this is one where we both knew that this was coming uh, and it's uh, Trey Turner um, also um, passing on that uh, qualifying offer and uh, he's officially a free agent too. So this is something that we kind of expected. I don't even know if we need to go, you know, too in depth on this one. 
Um, but again, you know, the Dodgers, uh, they get, uh, they will receive another, um, uh, a comp pick if, if Turner signs elsewhere. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that it kind of seems like he, that, that's a higher possibility at this like point I said, as, as free like as I said, it goes on. Like I said in the other episode, maybe he would accidentally send a text to Friedman saying yes when he meant to uh, text his wife saying yes to picking up Chipotle for lunch and they end up giving him the qualifying offer. But he's not back again. Worst case scenario, he doesn't resign and you get a pick. I mean, not that like we're the Rams saying, you know, F them picks. Like, yes, we, we want picks. We'll take as many picks as we can. So, yeah, not, not a surprise there with Trey Turner. Yeah, so, of course, you know, we already talked about our potential Dodgers shortstop um, our starting shortstop for, for next season. We talked about that a little bit on, on a recent show. Um, so make sure you go back to listen to that uh, on Inside the Ravine, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, um, um, Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, the Odyssey app. So go back and check out that. And we'll also talk about that again uh, on another upcoming episode. But um, I mean, th- there's more to go into there. But right now, again, not too much information, just kind of what we expected. Um, so Trey Turner um, deciding to reject that qualifying offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, the last bit of news that we have today. Well, first of all, before this could be a completely different show too, but over the last 48 hours, there have been rumors of the Dodgers pursuing Justin Verlander. Um, would love to get your thoughts on that before we move on real quick. Yeah, so with Justin Verlander, Josh, I'll go with the pros and the cons. The pros are... We get Kate Upton in the stands at Dodgers games. That's probably the number one pro. Oh, good Lord. The con is that uh, his brother's going to have to come along, and we're going to have to uh, sit through uh, a season's worth of Ben Verlander tweets. Outside of yeah. those, uh, it's very interesting because he is a free agent. Now, I from a, from a baseball standpoint, I wouldn't be opposed to it because I do think Verlander would be a nice addition to the starting rotation. I know a lot of people are pretty much, you know, trashing the move because of his postseason experience, which I can get, you know, the dude was and is probably going to win the Cy Young today. At the time of recording this, he might already be the Cy Young winner, so he's still a good pitcher. But the only thing that throws me off, Josh, is the fact that there was a report I think came out today is the fact that he's looking for a Max Scherzer type of deal, something like I think three years for 120, 30 million. If that's the case, I'm good. No thanks. If it's like a one-year deal for 30, 35 million, that's fine by me, whatever. But if it's anything more than one year, uh, I'm good. Pass. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I think that he's he he expects and probably will likely have that Scherzer impact too, but he wants yeah. that massive deal. Um, of course, the Dodgers are still um, reportedly in the hunt for uh, for Aaron Judge. Um, that could be a conversation for a different show as well, as I'm sure it will be throughout the postseason as long as Judge hasn't signed anywhere when we're doing shows. Um, right. Julio Urias is uh, a Cy Young finalist. Uh, Dave Roberts comes up uh, a few votes short of uh, winning manager of the year for the second time in his career. He finished uh, second, so he's a runner-up for, for manager of the year. Um, and then the other bit of news that we wanted to discuss that we talked about and teased on our last show is the Dodgers extending um, qualifying offers um, for the or, uh, the Dodgers adding players to the 40-man for the Rule 5 draft. Um, some of them not very surprising at all. Um, yeah. The first few guys that, that do get added on are uh, – Catcher Diego Cartaya, infielder Michael Bush, 
outfielder Andy Pajes. And then the one kind of surprise um, ends up being uh, who we actually did talk about on our last show as somebody who could potentially get protected, and that's outfielder Johnny DeLuca. Yeah, first off, Josh, major congrats to you on Michael Bush being added. Thank I you. know it's a, a big <laughs> day for you, for all those Chatamay fans out there. So, but yeah, Cartaya, Bush, Pajes, they weren't surprises. It was kind of Johnny DeLuca that was the surprise, and Josh actually, I guess, kind of called his shot the other day by bringing up Johnny DeLuca, because that was a name I wasn't even going to mention, but he gets added. A quick thing on DeLuca, he's 24 years old. As Josh said, he was selected in the 25th round back in 2019, went to Oregon, and I think, Josh, you said he was like a local LA kid where'd you say he went to high school yeah he went to uh I think he went to Agora yeah so he's he's a local guy and you know he was great last year he was with the Great Lakes in Tulsa 98 games OPS of 925 home runs 71 RBIs when diving into the numbers a little bit more this seems like a Dodgers kind of guy where he walks a lot doesn't strike out a lot and it does give them outfield depth I think he only plays outfield so in case Cody Bellinger walks and the Dodgers, you know, don't bring in Aaron Judge, they'll have, you know, James Outman, they'll have Johnny DeLuca waiting in the minors. And again, this just goes to show that they may be going towards that youth movement that Stan Kasten talked about earlier in the offseason, that the Dodgers want to get younger, they want to save money. There was a player I thought could have been added in Jose Ramos, who's only 21 years old, but based on the weird rules with the Rule 5 draft, I'm guessing the Dodgers are banking that he doesn't get picked because he's, I think, only played in high A. So, yeah, aside from Johnny DeLuca, the rest, uh, no surprises there. I don't expect any of these guys to be making impacts aside from Michael Bush. I think we've talked about this in the past. Michael Bush should be on the opening day roster. Could be the opening day second baseman for the Dodgers, but some of these other three names, I don't think we'll see them in 2023. If I were to guess, Johnny DeLuca probably has the best odds. But still, again, as an outfielder, pa- I think pa- because yeah. he's an outfielder, yeah, yeah. And pa- like I said, Pajes, I think was only in high, or in Tulsa last year, but I think he's still 21 years old, so he's still maybe a year away. And yeah, just great moves by the Dodgers. Again, great farm system, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see again outside of Michael Bush if any of these three guys uh, make an impact on the roster in 2023. Yeah, so Cartaya, the number one prospect for the Dodgers and number eight overall in baseball. Bush um, has, I believe, fallen a little bit overall, but it's just because he's gotten a little bit older. The Dodgers' number four prospect and infielder, mostly at second base, but can kind of play all over the place, um, as he did, you know, in in summer ball and in college ball. Um, But for the Dodgers, mostly second base. And then, of course, the outfielders in in Pajas and and Johnny DeLuca, who pretty athletic, hit 25 home runs last year, too. So there's that opportunity. opportunity to you know see him hit the ball far and I think the Dodgers like that and I think he's also been a little bit older too so he could be a guy that maybe you see in the future yeah again could be like a James Outman thing where last year they added Outman he's kind of up there in age and which is the crazy thing in baseball I think like Michael Bush just turned 25 but he's like considered old because he's you know still hasn't cracked and like literally 29 other ball clubs Michael Bush would have been on the opening day roster last year but yeah he was just you know Kind of, kind of sitting behind some pretty good talent, but nothing surprising there. But yeah, we just wanted to get out this quick episode today to go over the uh, the latest news as a quick recapper because I kind of like this, Josh. Yeah, thirteen minutes and we're already good to go, and we can carry on with our days. Exactly. So that's gonna wrap it up for for this episode. Um, we'll have another one coming out within the next week uh, once we get a little bit more news. Obviously, the Cy Young um, will come out today, and uh, Julio Urias is a finalist for that. Um, and then, of course, free agency. Here we go. Buckle up. I don't know how quickly we're going to start getting things here, but obviously it seems like every other day there's something new, whether it's concrete or not. 
um, where the Dodgers are involved. So, of course, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and even TikTok, allegedly, uh, at Inside the Ravine. You can follow Blake mm-hmm. on Twitter at Blake Harris TBLA. I'm at Josh Schaefer 25. And of course, you can get this episode and all your episodes wherever you get your podcast on Apple, Spotify, and of course, the Odyssey app. Uh, Inside the Ravine, as always, is presented by Odyssey Sports. And we're looking forward to talking to you guys next time.